Hey everyone, and welcome to a very long overdue episode of Rock and Talk with Dak and Friends. Uh, sorry for the huge delay in this episode coming out, and it's something I've wanted to get back to doing, just didn't happen until now, and we're just enjoying life. But got together with some work buddies, we just share a love and a passion of music all in our different ways, and thought, what the hell, let's get together and see what happens. So we got together... Uh, by the time this episode comes out, probably a week, week and a half ago, just got together and listened to an album, just talked it out, and then shared a few songs, and we just we really enjoyed it. So wanted to put a little something together, get this out there. I The audio is not the best quality. We literally just got together and like, yeah, let's have some pizza and record something. But it was super fun, really enjoyed it, and kind of got me back in the mode of wanting to do this a little bit more again. So super excited for that. Uh, I hope you all will uh, join me in welcoming uh, Jordan, Taylor, and Patrick to the show. Um, this is all, this is obviously future me speaking, but just wanted to do a quick intro for this episode. And um, it is a very long episode, so take it as you'd like. But um, we just listened to an album, enjoyed it, talked about it. We do have some 15, 20 minute rants in there. Just, just get really enjoying talking music and understanding kind of each of our own individual uh, experiences with music and just really enjoyed our time together. It's long, but take it as, take it as you will. Uh, so thank you all for uh, tuning in and continuing to tune in. I've been keeping up on data a little bit here and there and people are still listening in. So huge thanks to all of you. Uh, definitely hope to make this uh, more of a regular thing, uh, especially having a little bit of a crew together. And to, to those three guys, to Jordan, Taylor, and Patrick, I just want to say thank you for helping make this happen. It was super fun to be able to do this, and I'm looking forward to what the future holds. We're going to revise this, make it the best that we possibly can, and just enjoy getting together and talking music. That's all I want, so... Super, super excited for what happens next, but without further ado, I'm going to uh, end this here, and you all enjoy the episode, um, listen to an album, uh, and I'm not going to really do an outro, so thank you all for, for tuning in and showing up, and hope you enjoy. Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Rock and Talk with Deck. It has been a very hot minute, but I'm so happy to have uh, this episode tonight, because I get to welcome some co-workers together, and we're just going to have some fun and talk some music. So how about you guys introduce yourselves to start off with? To my right, we have... It's your boy, Jordan. Uh, I don't really know much to say about me, but I'm here. I like to party. I like to have a good time. Next up, we got... I'm Taylor, and I also like to party. And then last, but certainly not least... I'm Patrick, and I also like to party. No, you, you can't see that. <laughs> yeah. And and as always, this is your host, uh, Dakota, and happy to have this episode. So we decided to get together and just like start talking some music. We all got to uh, know each other at work and decided why not get together and just have some shenanigans and listen to some music. So as we go along, like you guys just jump in and talk about whatever, whenever you guys want, and we'll get to it. Let's get it. So for this evening, what we wanted to do as our first kind of episode is uh, listen to Tame Impala's um, in, Inner Speaker, right? In, Fire. Inner Speaker album, which is his first. It came out in uh, 2010, I think. 
So we just wanted to listen to it and we're just going to kind of pause after each song and give our thoughts on it real quick, move on to the next one and we'll listen to the whole album. I think it's something it's right around an hour long, I think like 50, 52 minutes. So we'll just kind of jump in and get started. What do you guys say? Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. That is if it actually starts. It's no.
to vibe. Those starts are so fucking good. <laughs> God, that was a journey. Damn. I was going to say, because I, so I know I've heard this song before, but uh, like only on, on like a live version. But I've never listened to this entire album before. So, um, Kevin Parker, he does like all of it, right? I think right? so. Like he does yeah, like he, the keys, bass, he, drums, everything. He does freaking everything. Like he, the programming, everything. Right. I feel like some of those drum licks he was doing, like no one was telling him to like not do those licks where he would just riff for like 16 bars straight. And like he just went in. Yeah. It, it, like, and having fun drum breaks like that breaks up the other drum breaks that for sure that he does. It keeps it fresh every time. Like, I don't think I heard the same drum fill twice. Mm-mm. And even is what's, for some reason, I caught his um, his singing uh, sounded like the Beatles a little bit. Like when the Beatles, yeah, uh, when, when they would mm-hmm. sing some harmony with well, the Beatles, John yeah, like Kevin Parker would sound like flow right into into sounding like that. That was interesting. I liked it. So that was that was the first track. Uh, it is not meant to be, and then on to the next. That I think that was my song like maybe three weeks ago. I mm-hmm. could not stop listening to that. That one specifically. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. The lyrics are so fun. Like, just everything about it. Just it so yeah. <laughs>
ever had that like realization? You're like, oh yeah, I do like jam bands. <laughs> right? That that break though. That's cool. Damn, that was fun. Definitely in the beginning, a lot of Beatles influence. I I I feel like you, even the drums, yeah. Those the structure, those ghost notes in there. Was... Towards the end, I want to say Black Sabbath, like guitar, like crunch, and like the sound on that guitar though it was like rock and drums. super distorted in there. I was. Give me like some some Led Zeppelin dazed and confused break. Yeah, I hear that. For sure, that was fun. So, uh, do you guys know it? Like, what's his primary instrument? It's drums. Is, is it it's drums? drums? Really? Is it, really? And it's that's his I was first like a, instrument. I would get talked about that. I was, He's talked about that in a lot of wow. interviews. About how he approaches songwriting as a drummer, and that's oh, 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 um, I, I like drums. I listened to this last Friday. Actually, I watched the nice. live performance, and the thing that struck me, like the most, I think, listening to it was like the drums. I feel like drive the songs in the way that like the drums have the melody of the album. I can see and that, and I think that that's like Very such a novel, like, an awesome thing, like. It's rare nowadays. Well, for and sure. especially because he's the only one writing. Because I mean, even someone, um, just like compositional change of writing, like um, Arctic Monkeys, um, Alex Turner, he mm. he did nothing but guitar for the longest time, composing songs. But for uh, Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino, he moved to composing on nothing but a piano. Oh, yeah, really, yeah. totally changed the way that mm. the album sounded because of that, and the way that it's composed. So that's, that's super cool. Yeah, th that's an interesting point. Yeah, I like that a lot. But he does everything so well. The next album after this is Currents, right? No, this or is was the first. So, um, or Lonerism, yeah. And then Currents was after that. Mm -hmm. Yep. Because I feel like that one was, came across a lot more like poppy in a way, where this one is just like so raw and like yeah. no one told him what not to do, but yeah. he kind of went for all of it in a way. Yeah, absolutely. I love Currents. Currents is probably one of my favorite albums, but I'm like, this is so it's iconic. It's so cool to like, to that be my first experience with it, and then like working backwards a little bit, mm -hmm. where I I hadn't heard this album until like a few months ago, and I'm like, damn, I missed out. This he, is incredible. But it's really fun to deconstruct an artist. Yeah. Because, I mean, he still primarily does all of his own stuff, so right. nothing, what he does, his process hasn't changed. Yeah. So it's cool to like, Take it back a little bit. Kind of watch the evolution. Yeah. That's cool. I, I know for me, I so I started listening to Tame Paula when Lonerism came out. And so I heard Lonerism first and I heard Inner Speaker second. Mm -hmm. And what I remember was hearing so many comparisons to John Lennon. And obviously, like that's there in his vocals. Yeah. But it's so cool looking back now, like three albums later, two albums later, that he's really escaped all the comparisons to John Lennon. Mm -hmm. Like Kevin Parker, as I think of like a an entity in the musical zeitgeist now, is like has such has established such a strong identity now, and I think the clear distinction is like the post synth like influence and mm -hmm. currents and. Uh, slow rush. Yeah, it's 
not as present in, not at all in inner speaker. And I don't think mm. very much in monarchism. No. Because I know I've listened to Slow Rush the most out of all of his albums. Oh, yeah? And yeah, I've started to get into Currents a little bit more. But yeah, the, his, his vocal style release, his delivery has changed. It's like, it. I think so. After listening, to, especially that song. Like, it's different, for sure. Well, kind of mentioned it in the first song, but like this last song was like definitely had that Beatles, Lennon sound to it way more than anything. And I don't think he has that anymore. I, I think least... too. I think too. It's the context of all the other like sonics and production around it. Like these albums have such mm. uh, like a thick retro vibe. Yeah. Like Inner Speaker, I feel like is so. It's like a genre piece. Like it's like heavily into the sound. Of, you know that. I don't know. I'm gonna call it '70s. Yeah. Psychedelic sound. Yeah. Yes. And then absolutely. he broke out of that and did things that like blend decades worth of sound yeah true fair i was gonna say yeah because he was known like his first two albums were way more psychedelic right i mean more or less known for as as a tame and Paula fan i want to hear an album like going back to the rock sounds yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like that's a super like exciting thing to look forward to as a fan yeah what hmm. was his newest one called slow rush right slow, slow rush. rush yeah slow from rush. what Freaking four years ago now. That's crazy. No, 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 no. Sorry, sorry. sorry. It, it was 2020. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was like it was. Yeah. Yeah. I had tickets for the. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it was like, it was like the perfect the timing. The tour was called. The tour had like a cheeky name to it. It was like a pill. It was like Russium. Russium, mm. I don't think was the name of the tour. There was another term, but it was like the whole thing was like this around this fake drug. Like a, <laughs> so the name of the tour. I, think and, I saw like the. Prom- like promotion stuff for that. The tour started. Like he played yeah. a couple of dates of the was he coming here? Slow rush tour. Yeah, like there was gonna be a yeah. Oh thing. shit. Maybe maybe and we'll pick that back up. Okay. There are cell phone videos out there also of the slow rush tour in full, but it's hot garbage. <laughs> and I'm like I'm like, surely there is a better recording from that tour, like done in house, but it's not released. And I remember thinking during COVID. Probably be like, so sick. I remember thinking he's going to release like a full live show from like the tour because of COVID, because nobody can go to the rest of the dates. But instead they were like, no, the tour's still on. We're just postponing it. And it's like three years postponed and not scheduled. Probably because he has like another two or three albums just ready to go because of COVID. I'm sure the amount of music he has on his hard drive (laughs) and not sharing with anyone. Yes. That is like the one good thing about COVID. Like it's an exciting time to be alive for like being a music fan because the amount of shit. Just the amount of content people are creating. It it is Russian. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, some of these bands already had like albums ready to go before the pandemic and they still haven't released them. Like, what a a great time to be a music fan. It's a lot of content. Keep on waiting for it. I think for writers and readers too. Like I know there's a bond. There's so much out there. Yeah. I feel like now that we're kind of like post COVID too, we're kind of like that renaissance in a way. Yeah. Where everyone's mm-hmm. kind of coming out of, look mm-hmm. at this stuff that I made all year long. By the way, I made a double album <laughs> by like <laughs> twice. Yeah. <laughs> this is kind of cool. I'll say, and I'm the sucker for long, longer format stuff. I hope artists are just like, 
Yeah, here's here's some music with some different stuff. And Kanye's Donda was like an hour and a half. Pretty really? long. Oh shit, really? I think it was all just like COVID music. <laughs> are, are you into Big Thief at all? Mm-hmm. They just dropped a double album. What, what kind of music is it? Like like, uh, for lack of a better term, like old indie rock. Okay. But interesting. I, I forgot to find a term. Like, they're quite fantastic and also genre hopping. Huh. Big, big Thief? Yeah. Okay. Not to digress from the Tammy Bar. <laughs> I just, I just want to say, if we're doing, if we're that, doing a podcast, <laughs> if we're doing a podcast, I, I honestly was quite self-conscious. I mean, you first proposed the idea of me being a guest on your podcast. I think yeah. basically when you first came to the office, and I was like, yeah. that sounds awesome. And for like two days, I was like, hell yeah. Let me think about some stuff to talk about on a music podcast. And then I immediately was like, wait, fuck, I don't play music. I'm a phony. I can't talk about music on a music podcast. I don't have the I don't have the perspective of like a musician, the perspective of a you know, an engineer mm-hmm. or a producer. I don't have the perspective of an artist. I don't work in the music industry. So I was like, what do I have left? And I was like, well, I have being a music fan. And that's like as much as like I, I don't have any secrets, I don't have any inside knowledge, and I don't just want to be like um, what's the term like when you read essays and then you synthesize? The word I'm looking for is synthesize. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if there's any value in me synthesizing information that I read about music. Mm. But what I can do is earnestly expect, like I can earnestly express my own perspective on music as somebody who's insanely in love with music. Like music is my favorite sure. thing. Yeah. And, and And that's where I feel like the four of us I feel like we all have that in common. Yeah, like an intense passion for music. And I feel like that type of input is just as valid as yeah. like a diehard oh, musician who yeah. knows like every Gregorian scale, like all 12 of them on the piano. <laughs> like <laughs> I feel like any music enjoyer can be. You can look at it through so many lenses. Yeah. And I oh, guess yeah. for me, I think that like I want to default to talking about the artist and their other albums, but then I'm like, yeah. no, I just want to talk about the art itself. I just want to talk about the song itself, the album itself. I don't want to contextualize it. But then I'm like, well, I don't know. I, I experience it as a listener that has contextualized it because I do read articles and I do think about it relative to the other albums from that artist yeah. and the other music in that genre and the other things happening in that same year in music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I can't take that out of the equation, but I, I don't know. No, one hundred percent. Yeah, I mean that's and that's the fun thing. I mean, even being a fan, like I don't know, it brings up a good conversation. Like, how do we? What's our influence of music? And like, how do we listen to something on the first round? Yeah. Like, it's just all our influence in the way that we came up with music. Like, I approach music just like very open, which is why I'm into so much music. Like, fuck, you cannot see, like any of the same shit on a playlist of mine it's so random like going from like prog rock to madonna like just so many like like like, what the fuck (laughs) you see that playlist i was like 10 songs i was like the hell is this (laughs) now another 10 i was like oh my god where's this been (laughs) (laughs) seriously (laughs) but like it's just music is is so fun and like whenever i listen 
whenever I listen, and for, for me, just I, I'm very technical with music. Part of that is, you know, middle school, high school was, I did French horn for like two or three years, yeah. whatever that was. And then, then baritone. And baritone sick, dude. So fun. Great sound. Yeah. It, it was Big super, fan. super fun, but just, it didn't do anything for me anymore until college when I was able to do drum lessons. And it was super fun being able to pick that up and be able to play the music that I listen to and, and have fun with that. And then just kind of grew from there. But it's very technical. My approach listening to Rush, I think, influenced the way that I listen to music. Very technical. I'm a sucker for longer songs, a sucker for having parts of songs. Um, and having a throwback to old sounds, certainly, like with Tame Impala, especially, is kind of fun with that. Definitely a lot of homages to a lot. the older sounds. Yeah. And he's even kept I, up. Oh, sorry. No, no. No, you're good. I really love kind of like Pat Sand breaking a little out of it. The like. When you guys are talking about like synth wave a few years ago and all this stuff, it's like resurgence of '80s sounds that like huge. I just feel like it's like now it's it. Like, it's yeah. just the sound again. Yeah. Or it's just like fashion or like any like right. thing. It just comes full circle. Right. Like the weekend's full album, like the brand new one. It's oh, all dumb. '80s inspired. It's all yeah. like Depeche Mode. It's all like it's super. Obvious. Awesome. What's the new album called? Dawn FM. Dawn FM. Dawn FM. Which, what's the one before that? After Hours? After yes. Hours. <coughs> with with Lining yeah. Heights. Yeah. I got way into After Hours, but I Dawn FM did nothing for me. Yeah. I still haven't listened to... I mean, freaking Jim Carrey does voiceover. That, that, I, that's my favorite. It's just like out of that. nowhere. It's just like Jim Carrey. Huh? I think he did a music video for it, too. I think so. Yeah. Uh, I think they're both produced by One Hundred Tricks Point Never, who I... Fucking love. But yeah, I got so into After Hours and not Damn. Down FM. Huh. I think Don FM is like a continuation of After Hours, supposedly. Is this I was, is it yeah, I was, I was like, he's, yeah. I was like, I fucking love After Hours. Like, I was like, Don FM, the day it came out, I played that whole thing in Same. Bluetooth speaker. Same. <laughs> it's good. And I was just like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, all the songs kind of blended in together after a while on Don FM I felt like huh. that being said maybe 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 it's like a lesson I might change my mind maybe next week next podcast Don FM Don FM next week I would I think I enjoyed I enjoyed Gasoline but I think I only listened to a few songs of the album and just like quit I don't know why it wasn't anything bad just like got busy with the day never returned it was a couple hits for sure Out of Time was good interesting We'll give it a shot. Should we get the third song? (laughs) Yeah, sorry for that. Like, like fifteen minute break there. (laughs) Okay, last song we listened to was uh, "Desire Be, Desire Go," and onto "Alter Ego." That is currently not playing on the speaker. Mom just sends us two dicks. She didn't want me to bother with a couple laps to get down. Our friends are so different. Yeah. Like, you know, makes sense. <laughs> different people. It's just different people. Right. This is one of the 
like that. He bangs the shit out of those drums. <laughs> I didn't realize how much of a drummer. For real. Like, I never put that together. I needed this. He banged the fuck out of those. Something like, I've noticed a lot about Kevin Parker and his songs is like, he really knows how to get rid of a beat just to bring it back in like twice as hard. Like he's done that like throughout like a lot of his albums. That's true. Yeah. Where he kind of like, like echoes it out. Like, ah, and, then, and then it like goes. And I feel like that song was, he did that like three or four times. Yeah. And it was, it was a vibe. Yeah. I feel like let it happen. I'm like, okay, that's let it happen. That's a great, yeah. <laughs> where it's kind of it like it, it like dissipates. It's just like, like where's this going? And then it's like kicks in so hard. And and those ones are always th- those songs are always fun. They're so fun. for sure. Like they never get old. It's like a journey. It's a whole thing. Listen yeah. to. Damn. Yeah. Some of those melodies he was singing too. Like yeah, those were like some like really just like off notes too. Like, da, 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 da. like it's like not your typical thing. It kind of sounded like horns at first when that synth started. Oh yeah, that had a very. It's like that Jordan asked. Yeah, was, like, was those horns or synths? Yeah, all all synths, but that sounded like horns. It was just like that's not expected. Oh, wow. Nope, just just a really good sounding synth. Damn, I love the lyrics <laughs> in that one so much. Oh, they're fucking good. Like about your own self consciousness, like thwarting you. And I think about his second album being called Lonerism. Like, Lonerism to me was like such an, uh, such a clear like statement of like, like his whole self-conscious persona and 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 like perspective in his songwriting. And then when I'm like, oh well, Inner Speaker, that too, as as a title of an album is like really like, you know, self-conscious and inward. Yeah. And. Mm. Um, Hmm. To me, this song really like. I've always loved the lyrics in this. He like the um tell the vo- uh, what I don't even know the word that all that you're meant to be. Oh yeah, in the chorus. Yeah, in the chorus that you are all that you are meant to be, like talking about looking at yourself and being like, I'm not all that I'm meant to be. Like that's what, I think that's what the song is saying is like. You sometimes look at yourself and go, "Yeah, like I could be more. I could be better." Right. And yeah. like imagining a um, a version of yourself that's like more. I don't know. It's impossible to achieve, though. True. Mm. True. I mean, I, it, yeah. I mean, it's all. What was the name of this song? Alter ego. Yeah, mm. it's good. I'll say in. That's the thing for me, like when I listen to something new, I typically just being a little more technical, like we were talking about earlier. I definitely focus on the music before the lyrics. So I'm um, lyrics first guy. So I, 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 which is great. I, I love that because Tannenbaum is the only band that's taken me out of that. <laughs> well, there's so heavy texture. Oh, yes. Tannenbaum is so texture forward. Like I'm 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 a texture guy first. Yeah, always. Same. Yeah. I don't hear talk, chords. Talk I don't hear keys. I don't hear instruments. Oh, I just hear texture. For me, it's raw like emotion. Mm-hmm. I feel. I feel. And. And I don't, I never know the lyrics, but this, this is a Tame Impala song where I've known the lyrics because I've just heard people reference these lyrics. That is cool. And that's, hmm. I don't know. For me, it's a highlight on the album. And you guys are getting me, hmm. I might be a texture boy. I'm serious. That's but, no, I love, I love when people say their lyrics first. Yeah. Because it's like, well, let's talk about the music I like. You can enlighten me on what they said here, here, and here. Because oh, I'll really? talk to people that are Ooh, like, yeah. we love the same songs. And then they're like, I, I just was but listening to... Um, <laughs> The band, the night they grow old, Dixie down. I was mm. listening to it with my friend Shay, and at the end of the song, I go, "What's Dixie like? 
Besides being the South. <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know what the song's about. Like, what is like, this actually about? He's like, it's about a farm being burned down by dudes from the North. And it was just like, listening to it with him, and before this moment, I don't know if he knows this song, but it's, you know, it's a famous Sinar song. I just knew, like, he's going to know what the song is. He's going to know the story. He's going to know the poetry behind it because he's a lyrics first guy. Right. And True. so, mm. I don't know. I'm sure, I mean, that's a whole thing we could go into. It is a whole thing. Yeah, I feel like I'm definitely more production first. Yeah. Like lyrics, yep, yep. kind of second or third or fourth, like depends how many times yeah. I listen to it. Yep. And I feel like to hip hop, specifically like hip hop, like I like listen to a Jay Z song, Kanye song. I'm definitely, what's this beat sound like? I'm like beat first for hmm. the first like two minutes. I, I won't even hear the words at all. That's so fascinating because rap has the, um, I don't know. To me, it always seems like it's the words first. It should always be the words first. For sure. Just as a genre. So that that's interesting you approach it that way. Wild in that. Hmm. I don't know. I just always... He's like, oh, what sample are they using? Like, oh, yeah. what snare are they using? That sounds like damn like, oh, Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it's just interesting. Different approaches, for sure. Interesting. Yeah, the, like... And maybe I'm, like, mis- mishearing it or, like, hearing what I want to hear so I can sound smart talking about it. But, like... In hip hop, the that like the pocket that, that you find this groove that you keep hitting that same rhyme scheme over and over mm-hmm. and over again, and like really talented rappers can go in and out of it. And mm-hmm. to me, it's not that he goes in and out of it, but that he's on like a a rhyme scheme that's not meeting that that maybe that normal time signature you would expect. He's I like, think is plays around the rhythm a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I think that that's there's something to be said about that. That that it's He's talented in so many freaking ways. It's wild. How some rappers play around the bars is ah, insane. It's so cool. Look at people like Kendrick Lamar and stuff. Like you, you give them like sixteen bars and they'll like play like on the five and a half bar. He's not a human. Yeah, that's the conclusion I come to every time I listen to Kendrick. Is like exactly. He's uh, smarter than humans for he's, sure. Hmm. Like yeah. different dimensions, it's insane. possibly. I don't know if I've heard anything from him oh, before. I got next week to Bimbo Butterfly. Jeez, oh, we got him. It's one of the best albums of all time. Pop the cherry. Were you talking about <laughs> Kevin Parker specifically? When you were talking about finding the pocket, or just with rap the way that some rappers? Oh, I'm saying like rap, like listening to. I'm trying to think. I don't listen to enough hip hop, but like. Well, old, I know what old Ghostface, mm. Supreme mm. Clientele, where it's like all over the fucking place, and it feels like, and it's it's stream of consciousness, and mm. it's and it's I don't know, it's like it feels so foreign when you're used to like some sort of story being told, or like so many different types. More of like a, a specific song structure versus yeah, yeah, yeah. right, right, right. That that's that that's the like driving force in the in those songs in that album i'm like damn this is like a whole different type of music it and is it is it, it really is and it's it's hard to like because that when you're talking about like texture mattering i'm like i don't think texture matters to him he's sampling like fucking like old iron man comics like like to he's him doing it's the wackiest shit ever it's all the words it's all yes. the flow and it's feel. a theme, it's a feel, and mm. it's like, yeah, it's this whole different music. It's so cool. Hmm. Yeah. You can see it in this totally different way. 
Oh god, we could do a whole deep dive. Jesus. Just like the evolution of rap. <laughs> yeah, right. No, I, I listen to rappers like regarded as like the best lyricists of all time, and I'm still just hearing. I'm hearing the sound of their voice, like the timbre right, of their voice, right, for sure, and the gruffness of their voice. I'm right. hearing like the way they like, yeah, they get in the pocket or don't get in the pocket. Yeah. I still, I yeah, for like it's, the first time, ten times I hear a rap song, I'm just hearing the sound, right. and like of course with like any great hip-hop artists like it's the intersection of like great beats yes. and great lyricism and great like how can you get like all three going <laughs> you just make it the, the holy grail the holy trinity but i was i was oh. going to say with kevin parker i hear it's that singer songwriter <laughs> producer factor like when it is like the there's such feel. a singular influence that like the way that the drums and the bass and the guitar and the vocals all like mm-hmm. um pivot and twist and turn together it feels so, so perfectly exactly it's like that can only come i think from you know like, from one source from, yeah from a multi-instrumentalist yeah. and it's so present even in his first album that's a good point hmm. it was surreal when someone told me that's one guy i was like what do you mean it's one guy impossible like, I don't understand. Like, I get that you can do that with technology. That makes sense. Oh, yeah. But I'm like, what? Yeah. I remember when I was, like, a kid. I was, like, eight or nine. My dad was telling me how Lenny Kravitz, like, only, he's the only guy making all the drums and, like, guitar and everything. Jeez. And oh, that, I forget that, that. And that, like, blew my mind as, like, an eight-year-old. I'm like, no way he did that. But or, nowadays, I'm like, or even, like, given technology. I mean, Prince did that Prince for did several it. albums. And it's, I mean, like basic songwriting, but it's just like it's still one fucking person. Like that takes some goddamn skill. Right. Doesn't matter how few or how many instruments you have right. to make and, hits like that. Yeah, and yeah, I, I hate talented people, and I mean that respectfully. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, so I'm reading through here, and the notes are like, it's written, recorded, produced by Kevin. <laughs> All Kevin. vocals and instruments, Kevin. <laughs> There are very few exceptions on here. He does fucking everything. That's I'm crazy. Talented bastard. I'm still blown away. He was such a good drummer. I didn't realize he was such a drummer. I thought he was like synths first, or like guitar first. And that's why I asked because it definitely had that feel of it being more drum oriented. Like everything caters to the drums, not to guitars. Especially or... this album. Yeah. When do we think the last artist that favored drums? When was that? That's a good question. I mean, there's some like modern. Drummers. Neil Peart was a drummer songwriter, right? Yeah, but I mean, you you probably I mean you still have artists that. What are we talking just in terms of like what Kevin does to have drums catered? As in, like the drums, the main factor. Drums, yeah, drums yeah. being yeah the most prominent element. Or, I'd argue maybe or at least like, up there. I'd argue like Red Hot Chili Peppers. Maybe. Okay, but then also mm. the Lee. I feel like. But he's also killer bass too. Yeah. I was saying, well, and, and I don't know, drums, I always come to, like, you had Neil Peart, who was very technical, where the drums enhanced what was already being played right. and filled in where needed. So that's what kept it fresh. It wasn't the same playing every time versus someone like, I think, like Travis Barker, who is more freestyle in his drumming, two totally different styles. Good old Travis Barker. He drums for the Alphabets for their debut album. He's a Kardashian the now. I saw he's that the other day. He's basically a Kardashian. Yeah. He's dating, uh, <laughs> what's her oh, name? Courtney. Him and Courtney are like yeah. engaged. 
Yeah, I was just like, Bedford the Travis. He's a killer drummer, but yeah, he's a Kardashian. But I mean, like in that respect, those are two totally different drumming styles. So like, both drummers at the at the top of what they do, but they just serve a different purpose. For sure, because there's a lot of amazing like modern drummers nowadays, like Questlove, and like there's so many. I fall like I like look at a bunch of them on Instagram and shit, but can't think of any now, unfortunately. God, I always but, come back to like session musicians are some of the best musicians you will ever find. Hundred percent. Like, it's, what makes a session musician? They hired like song by song, basically. Yeah. Holy shit. Oh yeah, and so they're, they're not like part of a band. They're more. Well, but 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 they'll jump in and out. So I mean, I always come to Steely Dan. Just yeah, Donald and and uh, Walter were always just like. Such snobs for the musicians that they all their albums were studio musicians. Oh yeah. yeah, but and they would go through. It's not just like one drummer for the entire album. It's we are going to have four four drummers or whatever across seven songs. Wow! Like they were. They and then were, you hire one for the tour type thing. Yeah, or sometimes it's different ones per yeah. venue. And like on, I don't remember. Was it Asia? One of their biggest songs. They did that for the drummers. It was like they went through a couple drummers to find the one that played it the best. Same with the guitar. It needs to sound a certain way. They played it that certain way. They have that. Wow. Oh, it, it, it's insane, but it makes for fucking fantastic music. And then there's some artists that have, like, they're veteran drummers for like, 30 years. Like Michael Jackson, he had this one dude named, like, Jesse something. Yeah. And he, I, I follow him on, like, Instagram. And he, like, I've seen him on Dromeo, I um, think. Yeah, he's, like, always, yeah. he's still playing Beat It and, <laughs> like, all the, the classics. I'll say Sting's the same way he's had. Oh, his drummer's uh, really good. Any, I don't know, like Sting, Peter Gabriel, and like Phil Collins, even though two of them from Genesis, but they all have that same, their studio albums, apart from the band, Genesis and the Police, respectively. They they have that kind of group behind them. It's like, yeah, I'm going to keep the same group. Didn't Phil Collins mm-hmm. sing while he drammed? Drammed. Drammed. <laughs> drummed. Drammed the fuck. <laughs> White is not um, drammed. Past tense. I'm dramming right now. Um, yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, he he drummed yeah. in the early days of Genesis while Peter Gabriel was was the main vocalist, took on those duties, and then just like for the rest of Genesis. Nice. Speaking of which, they are done. They're officially done. My my roommate went to like one of their last concerts. No, he, he went to he went to the UK. No, 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 never mind, never mind. Oh, uh, oh, oh, oh well, no, oh, I I thought I take that back. They may have had some North American dates. Because I want to say it was like he. Or no, you, you know, you're there. Maybe Genesis been. had the hits, but it, was it everybody there? I can't remember. I don't remember. I, I didn't go, but hmm. maybe. <laughs> Might have seen Genesis all weekend. I guess, man. I guess. With hits like "Invisible Touch," "Land of Confusion," <laughs> "No Son of Mine," <laughs> freaking. Do you know who my parents saw this week? They saw them on like Tuesday. Scorpions. No way. Really? <laughs> my parents saw them in like Vegas. <laughs> like on Tuesday. I'm pretty Actually, sure. I thought, was it them or like kids right there? Rock you like a hurricane. Change, change, baby. With all my ass. Get laughing with those things. My parents are really diehard Scorpions fans. (laughs) (laughs) Like the song The Zoo goes hard. (laughs) So weird. 
That played like every night when I worked at Walgreens. <laughs> winds of change. The winds of change. Oh, whistle, man. No. Iconic. I can't whistle. I don't, my lunch is going to be too dry. Sorry. <laughs> It's a great melody, though. It's so good. And the guitar kicks in. Alrighty. And so with that, we're going to move on to... We're just going to start following the vinyl from here on out. Uh, we're going to go with uh, side two. And we're going to listen through three songs at a time. Hopefully we can move this along a little bit quicker for y'all. But hope y'all are having a good time. We're enjoying just sitting and talking about all this fun stuff with music. And here we go, gonna continue. Song number four? Yes, Lucidity. Let's get it. Thank you. 
so raw. Definitely a little bit more rocking. That's what I think about it, just rock, man. Like 
So that was the end of side two, side B for for the album. I feel like all the songs I feel like put together pretty damn well. Damn, I, yeah, it all fit. It all kind of blended in. Yeah, in the best way. That was nice. Yeah. Let's say there's like a. I don't know if I'm going to get my terms and stuff. There's like, maybe the, I don't know, maybe it is like the perfect square of breadth and depth of sound. It's hard to perfect. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it is, but it's it's got a good mix of both. The verses of that last song are pretty funky. Funky drums. The drums the entire time were fun. Yeah. And actually, so on this particular song, reading in the notes, this is the only song that the drums were not done by by Kevin. Oh, so, someone else. Oh, like really? Yeah. But but you can't tell. That sounds like something. Yeah, exactly. That sounds oh, yeah, like something yeah, it works. Play. It works. Does it, does it say who does the drums? It is Jay Watson. Jay Watson. Yeah, from Pond. This is a side project. Right? Whoa. Oh, okay. Jay Watson is a touring member of Tame Impala. Whoa. I think they've played in each other's group. Oh, okay. So, that's cool. That's it. So he just jumped cool. over and... Got great comment. That's cool. Damn. Who would have thought? Huh. I feel like there's a... This whole album has a lurching quality to the drums that's very, like, addictive. And, like, like you get into that lurching quality that the drums carry out all the way. It leaves you, like, a nice curiosity. Like, what's yeah. Yeah. what's coming next? Like, like, it's so good to, like, bop your head, too. Yeah. Like, it like, never to, stops. Like, keep locking with it. Yeah. But again, like the bopping of your head, it's coming from the drums and not from something else. Hmm. Sometimes those bass lines, brother. Like they're they're funky. Like there's some. Like I feel like the vocals and the guitar and the bass are played percussively. Yeah. In such a cool way. That's they lurch yeah. with the like with the rhythm with the drum. Yeah. That's hundred percent like what Led Zeppelin would do too. Like that type of thing. <laughs> And yeah, again, it's just that the way that he writes his songs, it's catered to that. Like, if so cool. it doesn't matter what kind of instrument it is, you can play it in that percussive kind of way. I think it goes back to being like the one musician for all, like all the items. Yeah. Dang. Yeah, that's cool. And then, obviously, apart from from that last song, "Solitude's Bliss," um, "Lucidity" was fun. Um, a lot more instrumental forward on. Can't even read the back of that one. Why won't you make up your mind? So then heading over to side C, we actually start off with an instrumental, Jeremy Storm, and then on to two more songs. And this instrumental is five and a half minutes long, so that's decent. So let's jump jump into it. Go. Cool.
Damn. Damn, let's go. That, we are jamming. That was, that was jamming. Oh that was, my. That was sick. That was sick. Was that all Kevin? That was 100%. It was all him. Yep. You know, he's just like looping the same like couple riffs, like the same like couple chords, and he's like, yeah. that's it. And he's like, let's see how far we can take this. Like, how far can we push the same? Very, very surfer rock in the beginning. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got a lot of surfer rock. Which yeah, turned to uh, a. Twang foot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I love his style of of drumming because he's he's playing keeping his foot on the hi-hat just to keep that beat the bass drums basically doing the entire thing the entire time and it's just like a really good drummer is keeping those two parts of their body separate it's tricky yeah it's <laughs> so, so fucking cool it's like beyond am- ambidextrous it's like ambifetrous i don't know it's yeah. like all on the limbs oh, yeah, and then like listen listening closely he's, he's got these um ghost notes on the on the snare he just throws a lot of ghost notes like in between yeah it's just like oh it's always the two and the four damn that's good okay next song expectation
Okay, like he Damn. the song's not even over. Like I don't know what's happening. Sing song? fade out on that <laughs> there's something about like present time <laughs> a minute in I was like damn that's too bad my parents don't like Tame Impala this <laughs> <laughs> <just> fucking rocks <laughs> I'm like oh man yeah oh man and then as I get like as it's closing out before that built up, which was fucking crazy. <laughs> Out of nowhere. Jeez, man. I'm like, man, this just jams so hard. There's like an accessibility in his lyrics. There's an accessibility in his tone. Yeah, there is. That I'm like, fuck, this is like so, like all these experiences feel so relatable as I'm listening to this music. I'm like, That's really cool. And what sucks is, is I'm like, I don't feel like this music is pretentious. The fans of it are pretentious, but this music isn't that way. And that that anyone would like ever try to like gatekeep this. I'm like, you're crazy. You're wrong. This is so good. Like, why would you ever hold this back? Knowing for being not as huge of a not as big of a listener as like you guys probably for for him, at least on this album, and just seeing his interviews, whatnot, he's never come across that way. Like he's a pretty humble dude. Seems very, like. very humble and like this is his life. Yeah. Is whatever is the music that he puts out. Very, very honest about it. Awesome. I think a lot like nowadays too, isn't he doing stuff with like Travis Scott? And like he's like doing stuff with like he's worked with a yeah. ton of people. Yeah, like actual yeah. like modern like artists and stuff. Like so he's like putting oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure he has a song with like Rihanna too, like Kevin Parker and Rihanna. He yeah. Huh. Some of his some of his cuts on currents were like for other stars, I think. Yeah. Yeah, Beyonce. So it's kind of cool to see like him like pushing He's this, with Mark this sound. Ronson, I think, Mark Ronson. Yeah. Wow. The song Daffodil. Yeah, Daffodil. Yeah, like, the song with Zoo, C H U, whatever it is. I think I just added Daffodil in my playlist like two days ago. 
I just heard that on KRCL, and I was like, I forgot this existed because it's not on any of his albums. And I don't. He's pretty funky. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin Barker, though. Shout out. <laughs> no kidding, though. I want to say he worked with Avalanches, although I'm not sure. But they've featured so many people. They do. They're pretty cool. Um, last song on side C, The Bold Arrow of Time. Nice. That is if it was playing, you know, on the speaker. That'd be cool. <laughs> Try that again. How many sides are there? On the on this vinyl press four. Okay. Okay.
Yeah. Very bluesy. Super bluesy. That's fun. Then the drums still rocking. Yeah. yeah, I tell ya. Every song in this album. Man, this album just like rocks. Like been thinking about like I was reading some Chuck Klosterman talking about like this sort of like evolution of rock and how is it now like this? Is it ironically itself or is it like post irony of itself? Like where is it at? And I'm like, oh, it's like refreshing to see the stuff that came out. Was this you said ten years ago, right? Twenty twelve. Yeah, ten ten years. Um, the pretty recent. Yeah, the. 10, 12 years ago, whatever cuts into all that. Yeah, it's like a, it's an old sound, but I feel like there's like that fine line of like, are they just copying what like Black Sabbath and them were doing? But not really though. No, because or is it just like a homage type thing? It feels like an homage because it's not it's not just Black Sabbath. It's not just Led Zeppelin. It's not. It's touching all these things. It's not trying to just emulate and follow in the path of somebody else. Even though all those sounds, they're still unique. Like, even though, like, it's like, oh, man, that's so close. Because there was a part in that last one that was like, you really got me. You really got me. Mm-hmm. But it, was, it wasn't that. It was going a little bit faster. The and guitar like, was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they'd added another. Oh, interesting. It's a good point. And I was like, oh. Yeah, there's like a lot of, he's taking inspiration from everything. Um, and yeah, creating this this new sound. Very much homage, I think homage is the right word. Absolutely. Well, and like, I I was thinking about that a few songs ago. So it's like, where were all the haters at on, on this album? I'm sure there were, but like sure. someone like um, Greta Van Fleet, who, sound, mm. who comes out and sounds... Identical. Yeah, very, Why? like, God, you can hardly tell them and Les Evans apart. And they were destroyed over it. Like, they're good. They're talented band. Yeah. But their sound was so not original. Yeah. Unfortunately. But, like, it was a good sound. Oh, no, oh, 100%. But just, like, people destroyed them. But I, like, for someone who's, I don't know, listens to it on the surface, listening to this album, I could totally see someone being like, oh, this is just a ripper. Yeah. I'm sure there were those people, but just sure. it sounds like an album that... Should have gotten more hate, or Kevin yeah. Parker. Uh, obviously, he didn't, or he would still be doing what he does. Worth a couple million, probably. <laughs> I just feel like there's always that line that it's like, are you copying, or are you like borrowing tastefully, like respectfully? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Are you straight up stealing, or are you like, I don't know, recognizing the sound of that day? Oof. I'm- the weekend with Don FM, is he like stealing from the 80s sound or is he like respecting the 80s sound, you know? Yeah, that's like definitely much more of an inspiration feel. For sure. Like, to me, anyway. Hmm. Interesting. It's hard to say. That's a whole other episode. <laughs> Alrighty, uh, we got our last two songs. Yeah, again, disconnecting. Damn, One moment, please. Got a lot of Bluetooth. Disconnected. <laughs> Disconnected. This uh, connected to. This first song is over seven minutes long. 
Fuck yeah. Whoa. It's just what you want, Jack. Been waiting for this one moment. <laughs> Love the wrong ones.
Hmm. I feel like the way he ends his songs completely different than the way he begins the songs. It's a full 180. It's like not even near like the same song. That's wild. Because I couldn't tell you how that song started <laughs> at all. No. I remember a dreamlike sequence <laughs> and I then it ended. I can tell you how it ended, but <laughs> how it started, I have no idea. It felt like there were three separate beginnings. <laughs> He was inspiring himself as he went along. <laughs> I feel like he always gets into these super deep grooves yeah. that play out at the end of songs in such an awesome way. They never feel too long. It's always refreshing because one thing, even, I mean, this came out freaking, what, 10, 12 years ago? Just like pop music is just so chorus heavy. And there's no time for the instruments and the the sound to just breathe without any singing. For sure. So it's so nice to have someone making music that is like, yeah, we're going to jam out and we're just going to fucking jam, man. And let it be. It's okay. I feel like, again, his one album, like Currents, like he was able to really do like the pop side, but also the jam side too. Like he was able to like let those six minute songs like roll out. In such a great blend. It, it works out so well. Yeah, you feel like you listen to a pop song, you're like, wait, why is it still going on? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's kind of cool that he's like been able to balance both. Yeah. And then the final song. What oh, is it? my God.
catchy chorus. It's a simple but effective chorus. Yes. Mm -hmm. are, are you a fan of fade fade outs or not? Um I love a good bleed into the next song. Fair. And so which makes it hard to eat, listen to those albums on shuffle. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> but like I just love that there's variety. Like yeah, man. Cause I don't really mind. <laughs> like I guess my, I thought, you know, my parents would probably see that in a commercial, like a Sonic commercial. <laughs> like the Sonic double bacon. Well, I don't really mind. It's almost too catchy. Yeah, it's good though. Because like I think it goes back to that earlier conversation. I was like, oh yeah, I'm not a lyrics guy. I'm just a <laughs> I'm just an ass guy that likes boobs. I'm a texture guy that likes lyrics. Oh. <laughs> Actually, so speaking of the lyrics, so what would what would you say are like the the themes of of this album? Like, what do you take out lyrics of it? wise? Yeah. To be honest, I barely heard like any of the lyrics because I was so focused on like drums and guitar. Oh yeah, that's totally, totally fair. I mean, so when we were talking earlier about. Um, the the concept of inner speaker i took it as like this it's like this inner dot like uh like inner dialogue i guess um where it's like coming to peace with everything around me hmm. that's like i mean that whole like just jam vibe like you just keep going like you just keep this is it there's like no rules to it. No rules. Just himself. He plays every instrument. Like. I feel like that jam vibe was very, oh, like evident. Like, you can definitely tell some of those lines are like improvised as hell. Oh, yeah. And just enjoying, enjoying the hell out of what he's doing. Because I'm trying to remember, I've, I've read something about him. His like recording process, it seems so like singular and individual that I, I was blown away by it. It sounds like it's just him there. Mm. I was like, man, that is intense dedication. Yeah. And it, it's even something as simple, like on the drums on that last song, just like a simple recording setup too, is what it sounds like. It's nothing fancy and just letting like very, um, like, bottom inspired sound and tone on the drums just letting that echo a lot on both both bass and snare stupid simple yeah, the whole chorus is this bass and snare and yeah. kick drum like super to the point which I think it just sounds so cool yeah it sounds so raw like yeah I love when the uh, the guitar like fades out it's done just it just like abruptly stops and it's just just the drums and, and him singing a little bit. Straight vocal. Yeah. Love that. Well, then, well that's the full album? That's that's the full album. That is Inner Speaker. That was good. It's definitely fun to see like the uh, the blueprints for what I'm familiar with. Heading into Currents and Slow Rush. One of those things where it's like, 
I think I think the only reason I don't listen to this is I was like, I don't want to fall out of love with the currents. And I'm like, can mm-hmm. I have both? I, I think I can have both. <laughs> so good. Were you comparing it to the kinks earlier? Is that what you were saying? No. <laughs> uh, Not the kinks. You really got me going. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. You yeah. really got me going. Especially that yeah. riff. They're damn near you. They really got me. Oh, but, but, but Van Halen. That was, that was a big Halen hit from the first album. Was it really? It, it was I don't know if it was Van Halen or the Kinks. Okay, I think uh, Kinks original or, or Van no, Halen cover. K- K- Kinks or the Knack. Okay, I don't know. Oh, shit. <laughs> Van Halen has their version. Uh, I, think I don't it's, think it's original, but cover. It, it, it is the Kinks, sorry. The, yep, so, Van Halen does do You Really Got Me. Yeah, they, they, they did a cover on, no, that's on right. their first really album. Deeply rock. Yeah. <laughs> I remember the fuck he does that. Van Halen sick. Great, let's add that to next week too while we're at it. Yeah, we, we'll do Van Halen nineteen eighty four next. <laughs> the, no, the the cover album. We're all gonna we're gonna play it. Oh, we'll be singing. <laughs> I think there's a thing where um, great music and great albums kind of trans transcend genre. Like there are certain albums where you go like this it's obviously psychedelic rock, but it feels jazzy, at times it feels like metal, at times it feels like punk. And it's like, how does it do all of that at the same time? And it's like, well when a song like weaves and 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 like extends a jam and goes deeper and deeper into the rhythm and adds and tinkers, I feel like that's like they get into that space where they do transcend genre. And this album to me does it in such a satisfying, excellent way. Executed very nicely. Yeah, it, it, it it's fun to hear. Again, it's like it's not it's it's inspired and it's an homage to all those things. And to seeing Tame Impala now versus Tame Impala ten years ago, it's, just, it's cool to see. Yeah, and and totally different, but never. I don't know letting go of the spirit that he started with i guess i don't know yeah mm-hmm. same type of enjoyment of music enjoyment yeah, yeah. i mean yeah. shit like seeing him in his, in his studio because i started watching it was wasn't alive um was that one he sent me yeah no no so so that was that was like a, a concert but this was one it was just done like, i think last year earlier this year it was just recorded out of his studio it, and, I've, and i've watched his like studio uh walk through before too it's just like fucking cool with this one guys jamming all of this shit it's always just been jamming yeah and just it, it his collection has grown over the years and he's added different instruments here and there as time's gone on it's just built off of, of this sound I, cool. I just feel like it's really all rooted in that jam like enjoyment to be yeah. able to just riff for six minutes jam guitar jam. keyboards whatever and then, and then layering it and like he still does that today but it's just like more polished i guess but very much i mean because he's added producers and other people sure he's got a whole on. team now yeah yeah so it's not just him just like yeah i'm gonna mix this myself i want it to sound raw it's totally polished but that feeling is still yeah initial dang sounds good sweet any any final thoughts Shout out, Kevin. Good shit. Good shit. <laughs> Such a fan. 
Mm-hmm. Well, Dale, thanks everyone for listening, and we will catch you next time.